Welcome to On We Woka, the chronicle of a small town. On We Woka is recorded at the WeHo Farm and Market on Scenic Highway 270 between Holdenville and Wewoka, Oklahoma. I'm your host, Jack Fowler. Episode 5, Lonel Alexander. Thanks for doing this, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, You've been coaching? Coaching. Today? Yeah. I mean? Not today. Okay. Not today, but every day. What do you coach? What do you coach? Everything. You name it. Your kids I might as well start hockey yeah. while I'm at it. In uh, wrestling. Yeah. Or tennis. But no, right now, I'm, um, we're in football season. Just gearing up for little league football. Um, we're wrapping up the last two weeks of summer league basketball, which is the first thing that we're trying uh, with all ages um, from first grade clear up through high school. Uh, we have travel basketball teams, uh, but that's wrapping up. Now I'm getting geared for uh, little league football, which is first and second grade flag, third, three, six tackle football. That's when they start tackling third grade. Yeah, third okay. grade, third right. grade. Yep, and then um, also you're enough for quarterback club. Yeah, I'm the president. Yeah. Just a side note: anyone out there interested? <laughs> All right. Tell me what quarterback club does. You just sponsor Man. the. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, via the name quarterback club, the main focus is towards supporting. The endeavors of the football coach. That's the first thing I do every year before I plan um, what fundraisers we're going to do. Is I sit down with coach first, no right. matter who it is. Uh, this year we got a first year uh, coach and Coach Couch. Uh, I sat down with him and say, "Hey, man, what do you want the season to look like, and how can we support those goals?" Um, and so we sat down with him. A, about a month ago, I did, and t- tomorrow's the first quarterback club meeting, and so I'm going to go ahead and share what um, – have him share. I always invite the coaches to, uh, to come in and talk, mm-hmm. to share um, the outlook on the season, what they're wanting to get accomplished via on the field or off the field. Um, and so uh, pretty much from there, um, said a quarterback club meeting. We support the football team, so we – the main thing we do, which is huge to me, you know, growing up when we woke up, um, we are um, a lot of the communities below that poverty line. Mm-hmm. And so are a lot of our kids. Um, and so we um, provide meals before and a lot of times after games. So whether home or away, usually for away games, <clears throat> we provide the meal uh, for after the game. But this year we're shooting to provide um, a before and after meal um, for home and away games. You know, kids are just not um, not eating after not away games. Yeah. To play a sport. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So Did we're you trying hear to... about the two kids at OSU, the twins basketball. This is last season. They're they're mm-hmm. both from Tulsa. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're they're great players, freakish athletes. Mm-hmm. They elected to stay in Stillwater over the Christmas break so they could keep eating. Wow. And they're they were nineteen years old, but they knew if they went home, yeah, they'd come back underweight, yeah, and have enough food, yeah, yeah, for sure. It, man. It's more common than you think. It isn't is it? way. It me to hear, but they're on scholarship, yeah. Doesn't matter. They stayed so they can eat. 
doesn't matter. Yeah. It's the small things. And the key is they at least had a, they knew they had a place to go to where they, yeah. if they stayed, they could eat. Right. Yeah. A lot of kids don't have that option or won't speak up a lot of times. How could you? How could you? You'll yeah, say that exactly. when you're a kid around How your How could you? Yeah. I had so many friends um, who grew up uh, around them, you know, my time frame who, well, the struggle's real, but you'd never know yeah. coming off of their faces and how they performed in school, a mm -hmm. lot of them. Um, with a lot of kids, it does affect. Oh, yeah. And it's hard to make it out. But um, one friend in particular, dude, I'm telling you, I look up to him today, and he, the definition of do whatever it takes, literally, since he was a boy, do whatever it takes mentality. And today, you know, he's a thriving in the you know adult world uh living a good life that's he's a success story he's definitely one of many from awoka though you know there's More a lot here of, than other places i'm telling you there's a lot of success stories uh that i'm telling you would could be written down in a book somewhere could I be published so yeah and could change lives, uh, especially coming from a small town um, like Wewoka. I think it'll speak to a lot of people who don't necessarily feel like they have a voice because they're not from larger towns, larger communities, or have the means. No one will listen to me. But I think for sure, man, if, if Wewoka, that's what that's the next podcast y'all need to do. What's that? Success stories. Well, it, it kind of, I mean, it's come up before. Yeah. You're, you're my sixth interview, mm -hmm. and it's come up three or four times how for a little town like this, mm -hmm. like per capita, mm -hmm. I know more remarkable people from this little town than other little towns its size yeah. or, or bigger. It's, yeah, it's kind of sure. strange that, like, there's some really... I'm, I'm not even talking about money or powerful yeah, no titles, doubt. but just remarkably no smart, talented, dope people. Yeah. There's more from heat, something in the water. I don't know. I don't yeah, know what it is. Probably. Well, but. something in the water is something in the culture, something in the community. Uh, one off, for one, we are probably the most, in my opinion, diverse rural community in Oklahoma period. It's the most diverse rural community I've ever seen. Yeah. 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 Period. And so, um, being able to, um, for one, being able to understand older, other cultures, being able to, to communicate and be brought up in such a diverse, um, small town definitely helps in the long run when you go yeah. out into the, the real world. Absolutely. But there's a lot of things here in this tight knit community that, you know, that saying it takes a village, that is nothing more true than, than we woke up, you know? I moved back to Wewoka in 2009, you know, I went to UCO. Got my business degree, uh, and I was one of those ones who vowed, when I get out of Iwoka, I'm never coming back. Yeah. Every, never coming back. I had a, <laughs> every, and so I had a, an established, you know, career going at a local bank there in Edmond. 
Uh, I was there for five years working my way up the ladder. Got a call from Woka, a local bank saying, hey, we got a loan officer position. Come back. I'm thinking, no, not a chance. <laughs> Don't worry about it. You know, I'm two weeks away from buying a house up here in, yeah. in Edmond and settling down. You were that close. To, that close. Yeah. And, and actually, it fell through uh due to some unforeseen tax liens that the seller had it fell yeah. through and then right after that we made the decision i'm like man maybe that's a sign maybe i wasn't supposed to be here maybe mm -hmm. i'm supposed to be back home came back home when i got here i'm thinking how can i give back the most and for me it was pretty quick and pretty easy sure. because youth sports for a lot of people is just football or basketball or baseball or to me it's it's way deeper it's relationship especially as a young kid all of the different parents and coaches who volunteer their time to coach you to mentor you for the most part i'm still friends with a lot of those guys here i am 20 plus years later mm. and still friends and mentors to a lot of those guys um or to a lot of the coaches yeah. who coached me in the past but so for me, it's like, what impacted me the most? How can I get involved in Wewoka? So immediately I'll call Kent. Kent, what's the football program look like? You know, he's been over at him and Randy Janey forever. So how can I get involved? Went out there, started coaching a team. And the very next year, I'm like, hey, I want to do more. Um, started with Little League Football. Uh, in 2010 director and pretty much been directing or on the board ever since uh before i had kids yeah. so um was running little league football some of the time i was coaching teams other times i was just directing just uh facilitating um i'd be announcing one game yeah i'd be at the gate another game i'd be at the concessions where at whatever yeah. it takes yeah. right whatever it takes so and then from there, man, I just started to, <clears throat> my daughter finally hit the age to where she started participating in school ball and we woke up like first grade mm -hmm. and she fell in love with basketball. So I'm thinking, hey, I need to nurture this. She loves it. I want to nurture it. And so I signed her up for a basketball league in Seminole. Well, the next year I said, you know what, instead of playing for an, uh, another team, I want to start a get her teammates involved in too, her classmates. So I hit a few guys from the Lima. We started a team. That was the next year. The next year after that, I started um, a team for my son. And I'm thinking, man, it's not fair if my kids and their classmates only get to benefit from, you know, these activities where you develop friendship, you learn discipline, you learn some structure and uh, a work in for the most part, it's the one place that a kid can escape to so a kid can be a kid yeah. away from home, right. away from those environments. So, man, I decided just to start a whole league. So it went huh. from, yeah. So we woke up youth basketball developed Damn. first grade through sixth grade. Uh, first, a lot of work, man. It's a lot of work, but it's it's definitely much you needed. You light up when you talk uh, about it. Yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, you love it or you wouldn't have I done wouldn't it have done it. That, I love I coach, it. I coach youth basketball really briefly when mm -hmm. I adopted my son, two mm -hmm. years. And it's after the second year, I'm like, I'm never doing this again as long as I the, – the grownups ruined it, right, as, right. You, as you know. I mean, the, it'd Lord. be great if it weren't for the parents. <laughs> yeah, but, like, that was yeah. a lot – and that was just one team – 
one practice a week, games on weekends. That was more I wanted to do. Yeah. But like running a whole league, man, you got to be swimming in that in the middle of the season. You are. So between we woke youth basketball, which started with I want to say seven teams, and the second year we went to want to say fourteen teams. And I'm sure it'll be even bigger next year in the third year. But then from that, I'm thinking, hey, did this just trial and error. Mm-hmm. Took my daughter's team and was like, hey, I love the the league we're playing in, but I feel like there's more and our kids need to be exposed more and to maybe go play in Tulsa to see other styles of pl- styles yeah. of play to go see Tulsa. Yeah. You know, in between games, go riding around, go see Tulsa. Um let them get thumped on. Let them get thumped on. <laughs> you know, go get thumped on and go to the gardening place. What is it called? The oh, uh, gathering place. gathering place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. gathering place. <laughs> yeah, and so let's go to Oklahoma City. Let's go to Norman. So we started a little travel team with second through fourth grade girls, and that's what we did last summer. I I was thinking when you said that you almost ended up in Edmond. I don't want to be Pollyanna. I mean, there's a tax to pay for living in a little town or a big mm-hmm. city. Wherever you live, you got to pay tax. But if you'd have stayed in Edmond, you wouldn't have got to do any of this. Man, it would have been really, it would have been really like, hard. It would have been really. You, you couldn't have coached nine sports at least. Yeah. But starting your own yeah, league. Nine sports. Yeah. You can kind of take the reins yeah. in a place like this and, yeah. and they'll let yeah. you do it. And make all it happen. Kinda... Yeah. And another um, thing for that, you know, we started summer league basketball a year ago but now we actually uh mandro grant he's a woke graduate mm-hmm. um wanted to make this more of a all-inclusive thing not for just we woke kids but for kids around this entire area yeah. to get them more recognition uh on at the next level if that's what they want to do so he started tiger nation so it's a aau summer league basketball organization mm-hmm. And then, so we went from having two teams last year to nine teams, which could have been more if we could have got more coaches, nine teams this year. So from second grade, again, all the way through high school, playing basketball uh, and developing, getting to see life outside of Iwoka, maybe getting noticed. You know, you never know when you walk into a gym, if there's a recruit there to watch someone else. Yeah. You're always there to catch someone's eye. So you always be ready. So the, the thing is to get them into these places. Yeah. And you never know what could come of it, you know. So um, so now we have summer league basketball. But, man, we're going to go. The plans that I have in my brain, yeah. <laughs> the things that I want to do for this community and, and the kids are are gonna change this entire area for what i want to do and i'm heading that way and for me everything is a building block but no matter where i've been at in my career it's always led me to a position to be able to do more for the kids Mm -hmm. and the community so as you know i'm a state farm agent now i'm on my own business but the um, financial and the earning potential from this opportunity is allowing me to pour back more financially into these youth sports. Yeah. And I want to make them different. I want to make it, I want to make we woke the, the place to be. And um, not just for sports, yeah. not just for sports, but period. Come yeah. for tie here. Come bring your kids here. Come get involved in the community. Bring your businesses here mm-hmm. uh, 
to me, this even the idea that we're sitting uh, out recording this podcast, you know, to we woke you, <laughs> you every know, little like, else, every man, little you know? bit else, man. And so um, I just want to um, I want to do more and just play my part and be able to say I did all I can do while I'm here. <laughs> Much as I know, uh, people that don't know, you married Laura Hargrave, mm -hmm. uh, the, the sister of one of my oldest and best friends, as well as I know Jeff and Robert and Kay and Johnny Bob. I, I've never spent no, any so. time with Laura mm -hmm. or Melissa. Mm -hmm. really, I just don't really know either one of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but you, I, I knew you married Laura, and whenever you come up in front of my mother, Mm -hmm. <laughs> she says the same thing every single time you come up. She says, man, he was smart and funny and he was a mess. I was. And she always says those. It's never in the same order, but it's always those three things. Yeah, yeah, when yeah, you, uh, yeah. When did you graduate? How much younger? 2003. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm a little bit behind you guys, but I definitely remember all of you. You know, we looked up to you guys. You know, you're at the Man, the eight. You could have done better. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's that age where you you just get old enough to understand like sports and who's who. And then a lot of guys, <clears throat> I tell the high school kids now in middle school. You know, there's elementary kids who you are their role model. You're their biggest role. They they're watching you. You might Some, not ever know. You might not ever know, but they're yeah. watching everything you do. And so, yes, there's the guys you see on TV, but those guys seem out of reach, out yeah. of touch. They can't relate. Right. So they think, but right here at home, you have athletes, you have solid young men and women that these kids can attach to, and they do, and they look up you look up to you from the day one yeah day one and you'll never know until you get older and they say man i remember back when i was in third grade and you was playing football and you did this you did that and then i saw you walking down the sidewalk going to lunch while yeah. we're all playing soccer on the soccer field and you every time you walk by i try to score eight goals yeah. and you'll never know until you right. get older and it's like what i had no idea so yeah you were number 11 yeah. you were this i'm like my goodness so kids do pay attention and your their first role model may start off on tv but the one that they cling to the most and model themselves out through the most is the ones they can see in person now i wouldn't take back anything that's ever happened Mm -hmm. to me in growing up in my youth. I mean, a few things I've changed, but for the most part, they made me who exactly who I was meant to be. Uh, and I determined that towards the long run, you know? So no matter what you go through, no matter, and it's easier said than done. It really is easier said than done. However you do, at some point, you have the physical and the mental um, capability to change the direction of your life that you really want to go, no matter what you've been through. That seems real cliche, but I'm a firm believer in it, in mindset. But one of my <clears throat> biggest role models, 
started out on the football field and then we all became friends with the son. And the next thing you know, to get me out of my environment where I was at a lot at home, I've out there every weekend during the summer, feel like almost every day getting a hot meal, mm-hmm. getting clothes, getting attention. You didn't have that? Seeing, I, you said your environment was, you were in needed change. Yeah, I, needed change, needed change, you know? So just, you know, parents and, you know, divorce mm-hmm. and different things. You know, I grew up right on Seminole Street. Um, I, I love where I grew up from. Uh, it definitely made me exactly, like I said, who I am. My grandparents also live um, just west of town in Dixie edition, new edition. Um, so I had the, the best of both worlds. I can get out of town and go back in the town. Yeah. Uh, learn different traits, picked up different skills uh, along the way from each environment. Um, and But as far as that tight-knit, close, you know, my dad, yeah. I love him to death. Um, he is one of my role models as well. But, you know, he was gone for a long stint of my youth. And if not for certain people like um, uh, Scott, Scott Slovacek, yeah. Nikita Slovacek, that sure. entire family, Nick. Okay. You know, they definitely brought me in at a very young age and I was able to see what more stability at home looks like, mm-hmm. what kind of family and tightness and closeness looks like more regularly. Yeah. Um, um, what attention looks like mm-hmm. you know and so um they along with many other families that i can name around this village <laughs> literally yeah. uh no matter how perfect your 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 home life is you still have another home two or three or four that you sure. consider home because that's how you feel when you walk in exactly. and so um but that all started from youth sports and even to this day you know me and nick one super close yeah. best friends our sons are in the same um uh, age group of sports you know um and so we're always together but man that relationship started little league football his dad was my coach and his dad saw you know if i can just help one which they helped yeah. many but let me help one let me help one as much as i possibly can so i mean can't pick us up for uh, baseball games, you name it, man. Scott and Vakita showed out, and I always, till this day, I you know I'll let them know, hey, you guys really were life-altering piece of my youth, a life-altering piece of my youth. That's why it's deeper for me. Sure. To be more than just um, the coach out there barking orders. A lot of these kids, you can't just bark orders to. They're already getting that at home. Yeah, you gotta first. You gotta you gotta show them genuine attention and genuine care about them personally. Yeah, and then once you get that, and they trust you, you can, they'll do anything for you Absolutely. on the field, on the court. On the, the diamond, no matter what, in school. Once they even, know you love. Mm-hmm, once they know you actually that's care, that you truth. actually care. Yeah. So when you see them, you're not just asking, hey, <clears throat> remember on that play, you got to protect the football. But when you see him out in public, he's like, hey, man, you had a meal? Yeah. Can I right. get you? Hey, I see you've been to practice at with shoes on instead of cleats. 
Need cleats? Mm-hmm. I got you if you do. All right, you need some some spending money? Do you need help with your schoolwork? How's school going? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, is anything bothering you? You know, um, want to come hang out at my house with my kids? Are you? Yeah, are you alone? Yeah, are you, you, alone? Got, you got nobody you, at you, home. Come you have back. to. You have to, man, because these kids are smarter than you think, and they they know that your true intentions remember how good we were mm-hmm. when we were kids about mm-hmm. knowing and if if mm-hmm. an adult was full of crap or not mm-hmm. yeah we were re- i remember being really no good doubt. at that for sure and and then we get to our age and we look at the kids and they're like that that knowledge is probably amplified now because with all, technology and everything yeah. that they have access they to they know no doubt they know reason or not man they know yeah. they know it's they know so um I interviewed Ann Kane uh, mm. last month. Ann and Raymond, they both came out. And I used to be an elementary school teacher. Legends. Mm-hmm. Oh, legends. <laughs> Ask celebrities. And I, I told Ann, when I was an elementary school teacher, the one thing that I really noticed as a dividing line between good teachers and bad were there's all different skill sets, but all the good teachers had one thing in common. They liked kids. Mm-hmm. It was just that simple, yeah. and a lot of the teachers didn't. And I imagine coaching, it all starts with whether or not you'd like being around these kids or not. Mm-hmm. All you are is a teacher. Yeah, that's and all. And if you don't, you're going to know that in They're going to feel hour. it. They're going to feel it. Yeah. And you know wouldn't it. do it as much as you You wouldn't do. do it as much. You'll be inconsistent. <clears throat> the kids will be inconsistent for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They need to know what they, you expect mm-hmm. of them. Every They, they always buck. And they're like, man, I want to do this. I want to rebel. But what they crave is knowing what to expect. No doubt. That's what makes a kid no doubt. launch themselves into mm-hmm. the world is knowing that they can land here. Right. And it'll be the same. Yep. That's the most valuable yep. thing you can provide anybody. No doubt, man. No a doubt. A good coach does that. Yep. A good coach always does that. Nothing worse. This is the this is the worst thing about youth sports. Number one terrible thing about youth basketball specifically. All right, when I coached, you know, and I had a real rookie team. We were out of our element in this mm-hmm. league we were in. We got hammered off. <laughs> but when we when when the other team would get a rebound, we'd miss a shot and they'd get the board. My number one thing I yelled was when they get the rebound. Turn around and run to the, mm-hmm. the – your possession is over. Mm-hmm. The basketball no longer belongs to you. Don't go grab at it like a rugby scrum, mm-hmm. like all little kids' <laughs> games turn into – it's the worst crap to watch. I, uh, I love basketball. Yeah. <laughs> I like the poetry and the movement of it. So youth basketball was, was offensive to me to watch a youth basketball game. So that's what I always told them. They got the rebound. Run, 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 run. Don't snatch at it. It's over. You go play defense now. And then you get to the game, and they'd miss a shot, and every single parent in the stands would say, get, get the, the ball. ball. Oh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. My I God. know. I'm like, no, get to, back. <laughs> I wanted to clear the gym. I wanted to have the fire marshal get. Uh, no, don't get the ball. That's Get You're back. thinking about lacrosse or something. That's not how this sport yeah, works. Get back. Parents just and then they all they undermine all your coaching. Yeah, in one yeah. Second. And then on the flip side of that too, you know, you teach when you get the defensive rebound and you're now on offense. Turn and look and see what you have. Yeah. Turn and look to see what you have. 
Instead, you hear, go, 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 go. So you got to yeah, 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 just and take none off. Of them know how yeah. to dribble with their head up. <laughs> yeah. So it goes, yeah, they bounce it off their foot. Uh, it's fun. Yeah, man. the parents ruined it. But I graduated in 96. Mm-hmm. And that was the age of uh, freakish. Athletes mm-hmm. from Wewoka. Mm-hmm. Kevin Kent, Mac Lee Samilton at basketball. Oh, man, I mean, I was in Seminole list. by then, and I remember warming up on my side of the gym, layup line, and you'd look down on the other side, and it's Kevin Kent and Mac Lee and Ed and Marcus, and I'm like, well, this is going to be unpleasant. <laughs> None of this is going to be fun. Right. And we were always yeah, right. Yeah. Was it that way when you graduated? It seems like that's falling mm-hmm. off here. Yeah, no, we had a ton of good athletes here at Wewoka. Still in that, in that in that time frame. I'll tell you the the main thing that was lacking during that time and what we're hoping to continue to well, actually with technology players now can upload their own YouTube channels. Yeah. They can uh huddle videos. They can get themselves out there and market yeah. themselves without any support from the school um but when we grew when we played we had a ton of athletes and i just think that connection between the athlete and the next level where's that connection where's that um oh what's the word i'm looking for really someone to promote Mm-hmm. that athlete and get them connections uh knowing people shaking hands how to get into that next level um was missing was missing just wasn't there plus i was in that era where i had four coaches in four years That's and then big, it continued yeah even after i graduated and i feel like you will not have a successful program with that much turnover. Mm-hmm. And I think that trend continued like for seven or eight years in a row, maybe yeah. for a woke, even after I graduated, if I'm not mistaken. As the population yeah. declined. Yep. So it's like, whew, it's hard to have an established program with that much turnover. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately we were, we literally started year one of that turnover from yeah. our freshman year. Dr. On. Billy Brown. Yep. Right. And then it just turned over every year. And it's... So we were the group who were, who were saying we were supposed to win one in yeah. something, in anything. We were supposed to win one, but it was hard because we always had a different coach every yeah. year. We got close in basketball. We, well, um, Ed's yeah. kids. Ed's kid won it, what, mm-hmm. two years ago? They, it was a little longer than that. Like, well, yeah, it was. You're right. Um, Four or five years ago now, probably. But it was weird seeing all the sons of yeah, dudes 15 and 16. my senior year. The exact it, same yeah. kids. Yeah. It's unbelievable isn't it? yeah. how it works. But you're talking <clears throat> about splitting images of their of their relatives, too, and their style of play. Yeah. And the big thing for me is that just the dog in them. The competitiveness, like, I don't want to lose. We are better than you. We know we're better than you. We just need to play like it. But we're Wewoka. I'm, I'm a new 
newish parent. Mm-hmm. I adopted my son. He's 15 now, and I adopted him, I think, in uh, 12, 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Uh, you try to plug in the gaps that you can see from how you were raised. Mm-hmm. You sort of try to hit those spots, mm-hmm. don't you? For sure. Like, I'm going to make sure. Correct. Now, we're probably missing stuff. We'll yeah. never, you know. Yeah and, yeah, and our kids will look at us and say, all right, we got to miss those spots yeah. right. <laughs> or just, fill in these spots. You just try to get you better just, every you time, You just try right? to get better, man. I mean, That's the point. The you just try to get you, better. What other way? And I know a lot of people yeah. choose not to look at it that way or they don't. And they just repeat the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. And, but I think the only way you can look at it, isn't it? It's just, well, yep. I got to do a little better. I got to do a little and better. And they will. And, they and then will. they will. And they will. Yeah. It's all you can yep. put in the world, yep. really. Yeah. Yeah. And then hopefully at some point, um, some of the cycles, some of the generational curses that are established just by that next person trying to do a little better than what was done for them. Maybe those curses are broken. Maybe those chains are broken. You know what I'm saying? You think that's the only, is there anything? I don't even know exactly. I think I know what you mean when you say generational curse, but like other than leaving it up to people to make that decision, what, what can we do? Do you know, do you have any ideas? Yeah. Get involved young. That's how they're broken. Cause once a kid's reach a certain, now I'm a believer, like it's never too late type of person it's just my outlook on everything i may be too opportunistic in on life period but you got to start when they're young you got to catch these kids young because Mm -hmm. once they get to a certain age and they've they've made up their mind how the world works based on how it's worked for them so far it's a hard change it's a hard change so you got to get involved now man i've had kids in little league football and you don't want to be like this because i try to save everyone and i've sleepless nights and stressing out especially early on trying to save every single kid that i knew was in that environment and then you do all you can, and then they still turn out when they get older in that environment. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, man, where did I go wrong? What are, you can't save everyone, but you can try and you can get involved. But I've seen just the thing is that they, they get you for an hour and a half, yeah, maybe an hour. Then they go back to life. They get you another hour and a half the next day, go back to life. So it almost looks like even though they appreciate you, it's like, man, I, I'm going back to what I know, yeah. you know, and what's surrounded me my entire life and then next thing you know you're accidentally a product of the same upbringing down the line and then you have kids and then you put them through the same cycle but hopefully it gets a little better like i said as the generations go by but it takes it takes more scott slover an outside force it takes more Scott Slower checks. Yeah. It takes more for me, people like Jason Peters, who was my youth pastor at New Life when I was a young kid. He called me at a, a very fragile time in my life, too, where, you know, things in my home life were going downhill. And then eventually my dad was gone and left, uh, not by his own doing, but he went to prison, he was gone from like my eighth grade year to my sophomore year of college. But Jason Peters, the youth pastor, it became more than just a youth pastor, but like a, a friend, a mentor, another father figure. And then as I got older, uh, best friend, mm-hmm. you know, 
um who's plugged in at the exact time who's like you know it might not be my business but i'm gonna make it that kid my business i'm gonna make that kid my business and so uh if i can save one that's i i feel like i've done my job but i'm i still try to save all of them but if i can change the path of one of those kids you can change one lon alexander lon alexander comes back and pays it forward and tries mm-hmm. and do what others done for him and you never and Lon alexander's taking it to a whole different level in my brain of how important it is and how the things that i want to do so to me you change one you've done your job but i had a lot of different families in my lifetime who were just plugged in at the exact same t- er, perfect time to where i could have steered in the hargrave family is one of them you know they accepted me from day one without blinking an eye which was rare back in those days <laughs> i'm just letting you know so they accepted me from day one uh invited me in as their family and they were another one of those families who you know while i was away in college yeah yeah and they knew if i came home i probably didn't have anywhere to stay probably didn't have any food to eat so they would hook your boy up they always made me feel like one of them are you religious um, i am mm-hmm. i am Y'all still go to yeah, church. Sure. yeah we still go to church Where yeah at new life okay new life and i play the catch me there on sundays i'm playing the drums cool. or i might be playing the piano i may be singing <laughs> i may be on the guitar you I'm just not never know but i've often been tempted no kidding i thought about this this week mm-hmm. to join a church with either a choir or mm-hmm. a band i could play in just so i could play music with other people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. come fun. on it you is know, come I, on i don't want to be in a band van and spend my time in bars at night anymore right so right church is my only other option for- <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah for sure come on and jam might, man come on and jam come it's on. more likely i'll call finley and nick and we'll get the blues band yeah. together here. But I, I might show up at church yeah 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 call tommy ass and i'm sure he'll be like come on down brother come on down well sure. bud Thanks again. Yep, no problem. You get back to it. Yep, I'm heading to Ada to a little league football meeting. <laughs> <Good laughs> Director, I know, man. <laughs>